Hey everyone, it's Blake from Disney Plus The Boys. Now, you may have noticed that this has been our first episode in quite a while, and so I'm here to tell you that um, we are sorry for that. We kind of had to take a hiatus because things were getting busy and, you know, COVID kind of made everything in our lives busy. Um, so we apologize for not being more active. Um, but today, which I'm hoping should be Christmas Day, just kind of a little Christmas gift for you guys, uh, all of the episodes we had recorded, I decided to release on Christmas Day. Just a fun Christmas gift, holiday cheer. I hope you got good presents and not, if this was your best Christmas present, I am so sorry. I wish you had a better Christmas. Um, but yeah, so I decided to edit all of the episodes and then just release them all on Christmas Day for you guys. So I think that if all goes according to plan, that should be Candace Against the Universe, which is this one. Then you'll get Mulan 2020, Toy Story, and Iron Man all on the same day. We are going to be working on some new episodes soon, and I think I've found a good system to where we can get those episodes pumping out right. Um, so yeah, so this episode is Candace Against the Universe. Um, oh, one more thing I totally forgot to talk about. Um, we are going to stop doing the class specific like the genre specific um ranking lists we were just kind of talking about it and we realized hey you know what this doesn't really make any sense um so we're just gonna focus more on the disney plus catalog list um with our with our ratings and um also disney plus news for these four episodes um i cut those out um and i've done the same thing with the ranking list um so ranking lists are out, and then we got um, Disney Plus news are out for just these few episodes, and then once we get back on a weekly basis, we'll be throwing in Disney Plus news again. So um, I believe that that is it, and I have been talking for about two minutes, so I'm going to let you guys get into the episode. Thanks for listening. <music> Welcome to this episode of Disney Plus The Boys, an unofficial Disney Plus podcast. Today we're talking about the Chicken and Replacinator, the movie. We never agreed on that <laughs> opening. Yeah, we did not agree Thank on that. You. I was I was being nice today and letting Weezy take control cut. of you lost the privileges. episode. Cut. But, you know, I'm kind of regretting my decision. <laughs> Chicken Replacinator, the movie. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> How? It comes up way too much in the movie. It serves as a minor plot device. That's not true. It's more. It's more a major plot device. Well, the no, canoe the is a minor plot around. device. No, like a major plot device is like the Aculos. Yes, <laughs> but you see, the chicken it replacinator it does more than the Aculos. It does. It does happen. The canoe is a minor plot device. The chicken replacinator is a major plot device. This it will be forever taught in film school. Oh, uh, we see. You should probably introduce us. Oh yes. So, um, I'm We See. Um, mm -hmm. Blake, would you like to introduce yourself? Yep, I'm Blake. So Hayden, we're doing it like this. <laughs> Hayden. Uh, Hayden, would you like to say hello? No. Okay, well that's Hayden. Um, well, okay, let's 
preface it with this. This week on Disney Plus The Boys, we are watching a new movie for the first time. Chicken Replacinator, the movie. No, shut it. We're watching Phineas and Ferb, Candace Against the Universe, the The Chicken Replacinator. (laughs) All right, let's do the Disney Plus synopsis. Uh, The Chicken Replacinator, the movie. The Disney Plus synopsis for Phineas and Ferb, the movie, Candace Against the Universe, uh, reads, After repeatedly failing to bust her fun-loving brothers, Phineas and Ferb, long-suffering Candace feels like the universe is against her. When Candace is abducted by aliens, she finds a far-off planet free of annoying little brothers where she's worshipped as a savior. Meanwhile, Phineas and Ferb set out across the... What's wrong, brother? Um... Brother. Brother. Meanwhile, Phineas and Ferb set out across the galaxy to retrieve Candace while uncovering the sinister secrets of the aliens. End quote. I don't think I started the quote, but the quote ends there. Wait, they just threw away the biggest twist in the movie by saying they're sinister aliens. Yeah. So before we discuss this movie, we just want to say, spoiler alert. Spoilers ahead. Um, so if you don't want spoilers for this film, uh... We'll just give you some spoiler-free thoughts. Uh, guys, no longer than, like, a sentence. Just kind of give your thoughts on the movie. For me, if you like Phineas and Ferb, you're probably going to like the movie. That's what I'm going to say. Okay, Um, my thoughts. It was nice to get more Phineas and Ferb content. Still not sure on overall how I think about it. Okay. Hayden? Um, it is a Phineas and Ferb like movie like that's the best way to describe it is it's just a Phineas and Ferb thing that is movie length and I think that fits very well for Phineas okay and Ferb. that's fair okay, that actually yeah. is a better description like, than I thought that was there going ways, to be. like movies don't like where there's a movie and then there's a tv show and the movie's not really like the tv show the the movie has the exact same tone as the tv show it just has like a longer story and I like I don't know that seems self-explanatory, but it's like an important note to when yeah. talking about these types of movies. It's an episode that has been, it's like a 30 minute episode that has been stretched out into like an hour and a half. Yeah, but I would also like to add that it doesn't necessarily feel like it's been stretched. Yeah, that's it feels yeah. like it, like the story comes like it would in a normal episode. There's just more of it. Yeah. 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 So from here on out spoiler alert so don't yell at us when we spoil some big stuff about it spoiler alert phineas dies gruesomely at the hands of his sister who has been mind controlled by dr dr super super big doctor that is such a great name dude i love it it's (laughs) stupidest thing but so funny okay um so we start off the movie with um, Another Beautiful Day, a song by Candace. I will die on this hill um, that Candace and Vanessa are the best singers in Phineas and Ferb. Out of the characters? Yeah. Out of the characters. I, w- I would definitely say out of the characters, but I do also really like the songs with uh, Aaron Daniel Jacob. and I think that's his name, yeah. I, I can't remember the other guy who does a ton. Danny Jacob? I think it is. Yeah, okay. And then yeah, that's it. And then when the both either of the creators because sometimes Dan and Swampy will do their own songs not in their characters' voices. Those are mm-hmm. also good. But of the characters, I think Vanessa and Candace are the best singers. 
So then Candace gets home to see Phineas and Ferb with a giant clown juggling machine. Which is, like, why? Like, I get that, like, Phineas and Ferb have made a lot of stuff, but, like... Why this? Why, why does this have to be the Why one? is this the one to push Candace? Yeah, well, I was... Me and Weezy have actually both watched the same video essay of, um... I, I can never pronounce his name. Shafrila's production? Shafrila? Production? Shafrila's productions. He made a video essay on... Or a, more of, like, a review, kind of, yeah. on this movie. And he's he, he asked a really good question. And I It was kind of like what I was thinking, too, but I couldn't really yeah. perfectly put into words. Is why does this have to be the one that breaks Candace? Mm-hmm. Because it's so, like, bland, kind of. Like, it doesn't seem very creative or anything if we're talking about that review anyway something else that he brought up that i had been think the like first time i saw this i was like when the heck does this take place yes i don't know because like summer is it the next summer somehow is it the same summer and candace just goes back to trying to bust them i don't want to say too much because i know we haven't talked about any of the other seasons and the movie either but the characters have met Doofenshmirtz before yeah. in the series. And I, I, like, without saying, like, which episode or when, Buford has met him specifically in a very specific episode. Um, Phineas and Ferb and Isabella have met him as well in an episode. And that Candace doesn't know who he is. She is talking with Vanessa all the time. And Doof is always, like, I guess there. So it's like, mm-hmm. why don't you... Kn- why don't you know that that's Vanessa's dad? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know too much. I don't, I can't remember too much about the show, but I never remember there actually being like Doofenshmirtz with Vanessa. Like, whenever Vanessa's with Doofenshmirtz, the interactions are either with Perry the Platypus between themselves or with her like goth friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or uh, with Candace. Season four, I know specifically has like, like two at least yeah. encounters it was just bothering me the whole time i was like i have no idea when this is supposed to take place and that's really yeah. bothering me for some reason mm-hmm. especially when phineas and ferb is usually good when it comes to like continuity like a general continuity anyway circling back to the thing that blake brought up from the um from that youtube guy uh the issue about um you know why is this the thing that forces candace to break and um I would like to answer that very pretentiously by um, bringing up Camus, of all people. Who's Camus? Uh, You'll read him this semester, actually. (laughs) He's a French philosopher. One of the things that he writes in his work, um, Myth of Sisyphus, is a lot of people always tie specific tragic events with, like, periods of mental breakdown, such as, like, say someone is to, um, like, commit suicide people usually draw that as like, oh, well, his daughter died tragically years ago. And Camus brings up the argument, like, why why does he decide to do it then? It's usually has to do with major events of, like, trauma, but it's rarely directly because of them. And, like, periods of, like, mental breakdown usually occur uh, just from, like, simple things. Like, he says, like, um, one of Camus' points in the story is, why does he do it? then and it's like well no one asks like maybe it was like the way the cab driver looked or talked to him or the way that the door like um the like door opener person <laughs> i forget the <laughs> forget what that's called
like the way, like whether or not he gave him a dirty look or something. And it's usually periods of mental breakdown are like kind of prefaced by almost it, it's not necessarily a specific event. It's kind of the weight of everything. It's yeah, okay. The straw that broke the camel's back, and so I feel like that's like I'm not saying that uh, <laughs> Phineas and Ferb was directly going off of Camus, but it's usually understood that no, people yeah. don't break down during uh, events of serious like stress because they usually either like the stress either consumes them or they pull through. It's dealing with it afterwards that's usually what gets too much for people. Yeah, that's fair. I have to say, I thought you were going off the deep end when you brought up Camus, but that makes sense. Yeah, that, that does make I, sense. I've, I've read Camus over the summer. I, I know some, some Camus. Something else about, like, I guess the time period. They all have smartphones now, where I believe during the series they all had, like, flip phones. Yeah, they all had flip phones. Which just looks weird for some reason. Yeah, it's very off-putting. Yeah, I think that's just uh, creators making something that's more familiar. Yeah, yeah. and then, so... As Candace is bringing her mom over to see the clown juggler, um, we zoom out to Doofenshmirtz, who is fighting Perry while in a Perry robot. Yeah, and his line is, <laughs> now we're equal or something. It's like, yeah. now, now we're on the same foot. Um, and so Doof's plan today is to turn City Hall into a pile of lint and then vacuum that lint up, thus creating a power vacuum. And he says, see how I used vacuum as both a transitive verb and an abstract concept? That's grammatical versatility. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, after, like, when Perry the Platypus threw the vacuum, he's like, oh, I used vacuum as a noun and a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to start using that line because that's really good. Yeah. <laughs> um so then obviously doof's um anator misfires and hits the clown juggler and before candace's mom can see the clown juggler it gets vacuumed away i okay again blake brought it up in the season one discussion their mom is oblivious to everything and to me i, I don't know if it was because candace How can you breaks... not even hear it sorry go ahead what? How can you not hear the vacuum and the kids oh, I know. and just like? But she, I feel like she's especially oblivious in this one. Yeah, and I think that's more um, for comedy purposes. But like, yeah, but like, okay, this one actually got me mad that she wasn't like. Yeah. Where okay, so um, the mom goes inside and is like, "Hey, there's nothing." Um, and so then the mom leaves, and then Candace. Uh, walks in while all the kids are like, hey, this was super fun. And then Candace has like a mental breakdown, which I have to say, I was not expecting, but I actually really liked it. I agree. Um, and I guess that's like the whole thing. The Throughout the whole movie, I was never expecting this like breakdown or character arc or anything, but mm -hmm. I it was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, that and, was my favorite aspect of the movie is that it's Candace's kind of mental stability, yeah. I guess. And it never felt like they were, I guess, forcing Candace as the main character. If that Even makes sense. Even though she definitely is. 
she definitely is, but it never felt where Candace is the main character. We're not dealing with the other people. And then Candace goes out front, and there's Vanessa, and she and Candace sings the universe is a, just a small clip of the universe is against me. Yeah, the song is longer in the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, something about the, like, I guess, video or music video for that, where, like, it's all the, like, Technicolor stuff in the background or whatever. Yeah. Um, is Candace animated the same way she is in Busted? In that scene? Yeah, in that scene. Because the scene looked super familiar. Uh, you might be thinking of Mysterious Force when it comes to the backgrounds and the visuals, but it was more green. But no. like bust it definitely wasn't busted. Like, not for the background, but um for the way Candace is moving, like the, her dance moves, I guess. It seemed familiar from somewhere and I think it was busted, but I don't know. Then she and Vanessa have a conversation and Candace kind of has this breakthrough where she's like, The reason I try to bust my brothers is because I want to feel special, I guess. She kind of feels that, like, by having this, like, character-defining trait that she becomes special. And I really like that, but I felt like they almost stopped before getting too deep on it. Mm -hmm. They revisit it, but they don't go any deeper when they revisit it, I feel like. So, and while Candace is having this breakthrough, the alien ship lands in her front yard. And Candace thinks it's a creation of Phineas and Ferb. And she goes up and yells, are you making waffles in there? Um, (laughs) Which, (laughs) I don't know why that was so funny, but it was. And then Vanessa and her get abducted. And Phineas and Ferb come out to see them get abducted, but can't do anything. Um, And so Ferb takes a picture and they search up the alien license plate. Because evidently that's a thing. (laughs) At the same point, uh, Perry is getting briefed by uh, Major Monogram to go and rescue Candace. And the the file photo that they brought up of Candace where she's getting like attacked by the crab. I laughed at that. <laughs> and then, so Phineas and Ferb find the planet. Okay, what were your guys' opinions on the Roblox cluster joke? Oh, that was so funny. What specific joke? What do you use, like, Roblox, 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 Roblox? Oh, yeah. I like that kind of humor where it's, like, just something that's not funny, but then it, it like, it, it's the it's the circumstances surrounding it. And not even really the circumstances. It's more, like, just the situation where it's... And also the way that the shots are comprised, where it's, like, it's a shot of, Finia, of Ferb doing it and then Phineas doing it. And it's a shot of both of them, and they're both looking at nothing while Ferb's holding the paper, just saying it repeatedly. Yeah, and it also has, like, a more of, like, a casual, like, that seems like something that would actually occur in a situation with two young boys. I don't know. So, uh, I was looking up, uh, the YouTuber Austin Burke, uh, did a review of it, I guess, and he said that that was the best joke in the movie. I, I might agree. Really? I have to say that I found the joke really annoying. Well, that's because um, you're peansy. You can't just say that every time. It like it. I felt like it went on for too long. I would have found it funny if, for, if Phineas was like 
try saying that five times fast. And Ferb does it, and then Phineas is like, huh, okay. And then they move on. You see, the thing is, it wouldn't have been funny if they did that. It's funny because they continue revisiting it and doing it longer. I don't know. I, I found I would say that that was one of my least favorite jokes in the movie. Well, you know, sometimes you're just wrong. And because, you live with that. Well, sometimes you're wrong, and you just have to live with that. You see, the issue with that is I'm not wrong. We'll come back to this. Um, <laughs> anyway, so then Phineas and Ferb race over to Baljeet's house, who is watching Space Adventure. It's an adventure in space. And I, I liked that callback um, to like the Nerds of a Feather episode. Yeah. Um, and I like that we finally got a sound, like a, I guess, theme song for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, the funniest part is when the, like, because they show the montage of like the opening scenes and it's uh, funny like being able to see where they just lifted things from like Star Trek and put it in yeah <laughs> um and then the Balji and Phineas and Ferb decide that they're going to make a portal to Fiblaut or whatever the planet's name is mm-hmm. um and Balji's like well it will at least take a montage and then there's a flip wipe and they're done, and so that was a joke. Yeah, um, and then he's like, yeah, and then he's, and then Dolgy acknowledges that, and he's like, oh, it just took a flip wipe. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, and that, that kind of, funny. I kind of think where it's those kind of jokes happen constantly, and it, we'll talk about it when it comes up. But there's the one moment when it, when, when it, like, it's very heavy, like, it like it's it goes hard. Yeah. So then Bal- they're like, this is going to be dangerous. And Baljeet goes through the list of um, like things that it could be. And the playful puppies that spew nerve gas from their yeah, tongues. The playful yeah. puppies, aw, that, that shoot nerve gas out of their tongues. Oh. <laughs> and then also the sacrificing Buford to a giant robot. Yeah. And then when they go. And then when they go through the portal, yeah, it's. They go through the portal, ended up in Dufrenchmerch's lab. Um, another thing I laughed at was the, um, it's astrologically impossible. And Baoshi's like, don't you mean astronomically? It's like, no, astro- astrologically. Look at my horoscope. <laughs> <laughs> and then Baoshi reads it and it's like, Virgo, you will be unable to create a portal to another world due to it being astronomically impossible. <laughs> okay, we were both right. <laughs> Then all the kids in Doof get in the galactic travel in A-Tour. Um, and they blast off and set Doof's building <laughs> on fire. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's not just where it's like, it's on fire. It literally blows it up. Um, and then we flash back to Candace and Vanessa getting out of their capture pod. Candace and Vanessa go up to this map and they're like, too bad it's not in English. And then things like, English detected. Uh, um, and then, like, they have a couple, like, I guess, like, Siri jokes where, like, the thing doesn't understand Yeah, them. Siri or, like, Amazon Echo or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What were like, your guys's... I feel like they stretched it on too long, and the joke's yeah. been done so many times before where they were just, like, late to it. Like, it's yeah. just, like, when they first start off, you know where the joke's going, and then it doesn't stop, it doesn't stop as early as it maybe should have. Yeah. Um, I think it's fine. It's a joke. Like, but like when like for me no it's like, you're wrong once again like for me when it's like 
for me when it's like Candace like goes like never mind this is exactly like the one we have at home like one i feel like yeah. the delivery took longer than it needed to for that line and two yeah. i think we would have gotten the joke already that and... was something that i noticed is they were explaining a lot more jokes yeah when it's like usually they have you f- figure it out on your own yeah and almost. like that's something with this and i i don't think it was dan and swampy i think it was disney um but the movie at points seems to talk down to its audience and that's something phineas and ferb has never done and so it just felt kind of like out of place at points at points but like i feel like overall it still has the phineas and ferb feel yeah um but i can i can definitely tell what you're talking about um i want to bring this up because i don't know where exactly we should bring it up but i feel like now might be like Mm -hmm. we may be getting too far from it the animation how some it changes from the hand-drawn to like the more animated ones because they had to work at from home due to covid in some of the scenes yeah how how were your guys Um, feelings on the animation it was weird but like they switched it like a third of the way through the movie so like yeah Yeah, so like for me i wasn't a big fan of like the first kind of third of it like it wasn't like there was anything totally bad about it but like it just felt story itself like it fell off like i'm glad that out of any of the parts that had to be animated that way from home i'm glad that it was like the first third yeah and something else with i guess it kind of fits into that like the background of the uh, of a lot of the stuff is crisper like during the show when they're in the backyard you can see the city but it's just kind of like outlines of buildings whereas now you can see the city and it's like an actual detailed building Hmm. and so that was just kind of weird um but yeah i I mean i got i was fine with the animation i guess it was weird i feel like a lot more people had more had more trouble with it for me i noticed it and as it went on i kind of got used to it but like I got used to it and then it changed back to normal so used to it they changed it so yeah um hayden what were your thoughts on the animation did did you have any i couldn't tell oh really well you don't have i mean it's not like horrible like like it could have been a lot worse no wait uh what i meant is i couldn't tell okay like a difference i couldn't like i couldn't tell that it changed at all like there are moments because i wasn't looking at the animation i like i don't care (laughs) <laughs> you had your eyes closed the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that was a great closed. joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like uh I wasn't looking at it too much. Like I didn't from a really... design or animation perspective. I couldn't tell no. Okay. Okay, that's fair, I guess. And it's also like it Phineas and Ferb is like one of those things where it doesn't really matter, I feel like. Cause yeah. you don't watch Phineas and Ferb for the visuals. Yeah. You know? Candace getting the smoothie, I also felt went on for too long. I so I liked it the first time, didn't like it the second time I watched it. Okay. If that makes sense. I was any like, what second all? time? But no, second time watching, yeah, okay. I kind of agree with you, Matthew. You see, my ish, my thing with jokes is I'm usually fine with them, even if I personally don't find them too funny. I'm like fine with them. Okay, yeah. Except when they like they're totally inappropriate like for example in like an, an action movie where like you're they're facing up against a bad guy and then the main character is still telling like quips and stuff like i don't like that 
Hmm. It it has its inappropriate, and then also when it or if it's inappropriate to the character as well. Yeah, I suppose in a way, and it's also when the jokes are like it's hard to tell, but like the kind of Artemis Fowl school of joke telling, where (laughs) hard to describe, but it's like it's almost like the jokes feel like a condescension. But the best way to describe it, it's like fifty-year-old men are in a board meeting, like writing the story, and they're like, "We should put a joke here." Because it'll be super funny, and then it like it's not funny because joke doesn't make sense, or like it's was done badly, or it's at a wrong spot, or it, it like plays on preconceptions that no one has other than yeah. the people who are making the movie. It's like, and I hate to use this like phrase, I guess, but it's boomer humor. Like, I don't I agree with that. I don't like, boomer humor. What the heck is boomer humor? It's not like. It is. You mean dad jokes? I'm fine. No, with that. no, it isn't that. That those are good. This is not. It's is um, boomer humor the term that would be applied to what I just described? Yes, where okay. it's like someone, well, kind of, I guess. It's like someone it, that doesn't get the joke is telling the joke. If if that makes it's any like sense. a fifty, it's like a six-year-old guy telling a, like, this will come up. It's a 60-year-old guy having flossing in a movie. Yes. I thought the flossing joke was good. No. <laughs> no. I will fight you on that. You are wrong. I didn't, like, I don't think it was good. Okay, let me amend my statement. I, I sighed like, when it happened. Don't be hasty. I did too. But, like, once again, I had no issue with it. Once again, you were wrong. The guy who is flossing, his name is Peter. All the other aliens have super weird names, but the guy who's flossing is named Peter. That's the joke. No, I don't feel like it was supposed to be a joke. I felt like it was, like, they just, like, didn't think to give him a stupid name. I don't know. I feel like it'd be too much if he said, like, I don't, like, like, trash fire over there is flossing. My point is, like, I don't, like, I think the two, the double layers wouldn't have been, like, as effective because like i didn't sigh when i saw the floss because i can tell it wasn't done from a like it wasn't from the artemis foul school of joke telling it wasn't like put in there as a way for like old people to like or like older people to try to like force a connection with younger audiences i felt like like, obviously yeah i I kind of feel like it was like not to like disagree Sorry. Not to disagree with you, but you're freaking wrong. Like I, I can get where you're coming from, but they're like there just a lot of parts of this movie did feel like toned down a little bit, I guess, to like relate to the kids more, I guess. I in in like some scenarios, like it felt different, like the floss joke, like having phones and social media all of a sudden, and yeah. The smoothie one, I just feel like, was just inappropriate timing, just in a movie yeah, the smoothie in general. Joke wasn't trying to like pander down to younger audiences. It was just a badly bad placed uh, yeah. joke, I think. But like, I I thought it was funny when she was like just drinking it, like when the soldiers came down. Like, like I laughed yeah. at that more than the actual joke. Like when yeah. they first introduced it, and also with the Siri thing, I think that. When she was saying stop, 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 and goes, stop, stop, chop, chop, chop. Like I think that's funny, 
Yeah, that um, was it, like both of those jokes. It was funny the second time it happened. Yeah, like in the movie. Yeah. So Vanessa escapes to the planet. Um, She's trying to escape from. Yeah. And Candace gets captured again, kind of. Um, and then we flash back to Phineas and Ferb and all those people on the spaceship. I'm sorry, Galactic Travel Inator. Um, and they're going through a, like, asteroid field thing. Mm-hmm. And this part is my, my uh, this part is probably one of the funniest sequences is uh, just the, or most entertaining and funniest. It's just when Perry the Platypus is on the ship with them and his, like, his mandate is, like, he, of course, wants to keep them all safe, but he can't reveal himself to either of them because he can't show up as Perry the Platypus or else people will know that he's, um, or else his host family will learn that he's a secret agent and he can't show up as a normal Platypus because Dr. Doofenshmirtz with something. What um, ends up happening is, so Perry the Platypus, they're in an asteroid field, and he goes outside into space to, like, make sure that they don't, like, crash into an asteroid and blow up. Yeah. I mean, it's just this super soft music, like, very chill. Um, You can hardly hear what the singer's actually saying. The only part I got was... Uh, the unsung hero, but I guess he has a song now, so I guess he's not as unsung as we would have thought. It was something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's soft music, and it, meanwhile he's like flinging asteroids around, like blowing stuff up and getting whacked by asteroids. And, and it's like, like super soft music, and then it hard cuts to inside yeah. the uh, spaceship, and like there's an electric guitar going off. And he's like, man, it's like the 4th of July out there. And Buford is like, oh my gosh, I did the cradle with the... With yeah, the- <laughs> yeah. the Buford doing Cat's cradle with a yo-yo. <laughs> but something else is Perry helping them at points, like, I don't know, there was something off about Perry helping them at points. Ah, oh, what do you like, mean? When, okay, so like, I guess one of the best examples is, and this is, again, like a joke thing that I don't think worked well um, was when they crash and Perry breaks the fourth wall to tell the theme song to quiet down. I like that. I thought that was funny. It's like, fine. It's, a, it's, it's like, I don't take a critical review on the jokes in Phineas and Ferb because like, if they're funny, you'll laugh. And if they're not funny, you don't laugh. There's never been a moment where I was actually upset about a joke the way I am about like Artemis Fowl. What I was going to say was that I guess Perry saving them feels a little too comedic sometimes. What do, you, what do you mean too comedic? Like, name an example. So, like, when they're in the asteroid belt mm-hmm. or whatever, um, it was definitely funny with the, like, s- soft music or whatever, but it almost felt weird. Like, I wish, and I felt like they were using the soft music as a joke, where, like, I guess yeah. it it just felt weird to me, and like I, if they would have had the like electric guitar or whatever, like I guess if, it wouldn't have felt weird. Okay. If they had the no, if if they had the electric guitar, it would have felt normal. It would have felt appropriate. Yeah, but that would just be a scene in a movie. The the soft music paired with the like cutting to like the electric guitar inside where everything's mm-hmm. calm and just and then them just like remarking on stupid things. Yeah. That's what makes the scene funny. Yeah. 
and I'm not saying that doing it the other way would make it funny. I, I was just like, I guess I didn't want that scene to be funny or something. Like, I don't know, but... What? And also, also, just Perry's involvement in this film as a whole, I feel like he didn't have much to do, which was a bit of a... Yeah. Like, he did stuff. I'm not saying he didn't do anything, and, like, the stuff that he did does end up kind of being important. But, like, when compared to some other episodes where, like, half of the story involves him... It felt like he didn't do much when compared to some yeah. of the other yeah, his, episodes. Yeah, his role is very transient, where it's basically just protect them, and he doesn't... And, but the thing is, he doesn't protect them all the time. He only protects them some of the time. When he can, basically. Yeah. And so I um, agree with his role being kind of like and, like... and even like his position being kind of like seeming odd, because I felt that as well. So then we flashback to Candace entering the palace and there's the you're about to meet her or glorious leader I don't know what the actual song is but yeah yeah I thought um, that I thought that was funny but I also kind of feel like it was also kind of funny the first time and maybe not as funny the second time like not the song itself um yeah. I didn't think the song was like all that funny by itself I feel like there were some moments where like I did chuckle but like the door opening, I thought that was hilarious the first time I watched it. Second time I watched it, it was just it was more of a chuckle, and I I remember it being funnier the first time. The door opening, like yeah, I would have to agree. Like it's the you're not expecting that, so it's funny. I felt like it went on for maybe a little bit too long. I think that was kind of the point, though. Too yeah, I understand that that's the point, but but I also don't know if watching it again and not it being funny degrades the joke any like so much less yeah. but some jokes do have like a re-watch value if you want to call yeah. it that Emperor's new groove yeah yes. like that like that's actually a perfect example thank you for bringing that up emperor's new groove has a, a lot of jokes I, I would say all the jokes you watch them again and you still find them f as funny as the first time you watched it this time a lot of jokes feel like they were funnier the first time. Yeah. Which can be a tad bit of a shame. I can't relate because I've only watched this movie once, but... Oh, that's fair. That's true. That, it's, the, it's the thing where, like, going back on that, is I can I can imagine myself having your opinion. It, like, for example, Emperor's New Group, when we watched it, like, afterwards, my thoughts weren't, I don't want to see this movie in a while. It's more like, it like, I wouldn't mind watching this movie again whenever it turns up. Like, whenever... Yeah someone wants to watch it or something and, and the, with this one it's like it i don't really need to watch this again for a, like a while or maybe even ever really she goes in and meets super super big doctor it's a, um, a great name like the joke yeah. the name of her herself is like a better than a lot of jokes i think and like when i first watched it, i was like so all their names are just like weird english words well, like it was funny the sec it was i i would say it was funnier the second time mm -hmm. um and then yeah, you learn that it's a recurring thing yeah um and then the one guard he doesn't even have a name but the guard with like the giant handlebar mustache yeah oh yeah. i don't know why that was so funny <laughs> and the thing is she walks around holding it like it's a leash at points what? oh i never super even big. realized that that I that made me bust out laughing because there was one scene where it was a serious I 
I think the only time I noticed it was when um, was this scene skipping ahead a little bit when like Candace is stuck on the treadmill and then she leaves the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when all the guards are leaving, super super big doctors just holding the handlebar mustache like the lead <laughs> and then walking out and he just busted out. It was so funny. Okay, what is with like I felt like Baljeet's like reliance on space adventures felt really was, odd. Was super uncharacteristic. Like yeah, I, I feel I, like I feel like it wasn't totally like because he is yeah, there's a certain okay, element true. of him where he is a nerd, but relying yeah. so much on a sci-fi television series and not like mathematics science? or like <laughs> science. Yeah. That I, I do agree with that that it did feel a little uncharacteristic, but not too much. Like if that was like for yeah. I don't know, Buford, like that's de- that's definitely uncharacteristic. But I don't I don't think it felt uncharacteristic. I just think it felt odd that it was con- yeah that it was a that it was so much of a recurring thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like one time um, I would have been okay with, but him relying on it in every single scenario, yeah, felt odd. And after, something I did like with Balji is after they crash and the like alien elephant gets sent up into space. And oh yeah, like, and he has oh, the subtitles. He ex- oh, he achieved escape velocity. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. <laughs> you know, but I really like because the for whatever reason the elephant has subtitles and it's just like yeah, that big crash. Is everyone okay? And then they're like ah, <laughs> and he gets sent up to the into the atmosphere. Like okay, so with that joke, like I, I like audibly said this a couple times because there were jokes that didn't land for me, but. Like, with this one, I was like, now that's funny. Yeah. Like, why aren't you doing this more? Yeah. The ominous tone joke, what were your guys' feelings on I that? I thought, I liked it, but I'm also oh, yeah, kind yeah. like, mm. yeah. 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 Like, at first, as you're going through the joke, I was like, oh, maybe this is going on for too long. But they, like, experimented more with it, I guess. And so it was yeah. still funny as it went on. And, like, with everyone, like, trying, like, different things, and Phineas, like, rolling his eyes around, and, like, yeah. having different <laughs> explanations. Like, you guys are hearing things? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, I'm kind of, like, with you, Blake, where I was, like, it went on for maybe a little bit too long, but it was still funny. hmm Yeah. I like when Doofenshmirtz interacts, especially with, like, the kids. Mm-hmm. I feel like him interacting with the kids is really funny. And yeah. just, like, I mean, everything about him interacting with the kids, I think, is, like, really funny whether it's in this movie mm-hmm. or in other scenarios as well. Mm-hmm. Because he's yeah. always, like, we don't really see him interact with humans that much. He's almost always interacting with Perry. Yeah. And so it's even funnier when it's with people, yes, and also with characters that we know and characters that happen to be, like, really, really young. But, like, yeah. smarter than him. Isabella is like, okay, we're three clicks out. And Duke's like, wait a minute. What's a click? Um, <laughs> And then... Isabella and him get in an argument and he's like well do you have one of these and she's like a library card yes and he's like well it doesn't matter because I'm an adult <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then the whole thing is like adulting that uh, that song was great I was not expecting was it good. to be that good but it was great and um Allison Stoner the girl who voices Isabella mm-hmm. was surprisingly good at singing because I feel like we don't hear Isabella sing a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they get attacked by a space dragon, 
but Doof shoots it with the chicken replacinator, and we get the couple back on Earth who are always fighting over buying a new thing. And he was like, you created a dragon fantasy land, and you don't even have anything that looks like a dragon. And then it... And you never respect my dreams. Every time we see that couple, I, I just can't help but laugh, because they're such a recurring joke. And then Finian, no, and then Candace and Super Super Big Doctor um, go on a talk show, and... Okay, where they do the friendship handshake, um, and Candace is like, it's just a little thing we do. It's like, yeah, I understand what a handshake is. Like, <laughs> I, I, I felt like that was I another didn't even time. Think about that. I, that was just another time where I was like, are you talking? Like, I felt it was almost are like you talking down. <laughs> are, what, no. what? are you talking to me? <laughs> that was another time where I was just like, I felt like it was like talking down to the audience almost. And because it's an extended episode, Phineas and Candace have to fight. And dang, is Candace harsh. Yeah, like, what the heck, girl? And Super Super, after Super Super Big Doctor kicks the gang out, Super Super Big Doctor is using stinking, like, cult practices to get to get Candace to like her. Because they're effective. Yeah, I, I'm not, okay, thank you. Um, we all beat them in a way. And then Buford saying that Candace is enchanting. Oh, yeah. They have this weird running gag of Buford having a crush on Candace, and it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. Um, and then... Okay, when they get into, like, the prison truck, and Baljeet's first thing is explaining what just happened. That felt like I just came back from a commercial break. I was like, did I just have a commercial break that I just, like, blinked through and now i'm back well because i imagine huh like it, it was such, it was like set up in such a way that i was like you're putting a commercial break there aren't you because well, okay so this is a movie it on it obviously wouldn't get a theatrical release that's kind of what i was thinking so what yeah has it been aired on television as well on the disney channel I don't think no, so. This was a Disney Plus exclusive, but they may not have known when they were making it at the time that it was going to be a Disney Plus yeah, exclusive. that's fair. It depends on how long they were making it. Yeah. Like, because we learned that they were making a Disney Plus exclusive a year ago? Or two? Yeah. Maybe two years ago? A, a year and a half, maybe? Somewhere but they, in there. But they may have been told that th- it was just going to be another movie. Um, yeah on disney channel and then when they're in the prison truck and phineas is like well i love an ominous patch threat more than anyone i'm sorry first a big fan (laughs) yeah no i thought that was so funny it was like the most random this is this is my phineas and ferb humor like random Mm -hmm. things like and like i understand that like the roblox like hum- joke is also just random humor, but for some mm-hmm. reason that didn't work for me. This worked for me. My thing is, yeah, it's the opposite is the other one worked for me, and this one I didn't find as funny. And oh, I, I think it, it was hilarious. Just, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I, I don't know. There's nothing. Hayden, wrong with when are you gonna agree with Weezy on something? Yeah, I know. And seriously, I be, and I disagree with all of you. I feel like that never happens. Um, we're all different people. Hayden and I especially. <laughs> okay, how shocking 
was the twist of Candace like being used by them to you guys. I mean, I knew that they were bad. Like that was okay, yeah. that that was out of the question. I knew they were going to be bad. But uh-huh. I didn't know that she was going to be like fueling like their plant. Okay. Um, the mind controlling plant. Okay. But like I knew that there was like a specific reason. I thought they were actually going to go towards like an actual sacrifice thing. Like the thing at the very beginning that yeah, like the thing jokes at, about. Because I thought that was going to be like a foreshadowing thing. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like I knew they were bad, but as soon as Super Super Big Doctor leaves and is like, and remember, keep breathing, I was like, oh, they're using her breath for something. And, like, there's mm-hmm. a giant vent just sitting above her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is pretty obvious where they're going. Yeah. Um, Hayden, what were your thoughts on the twist? The twist? Uh, I don't know. It, it like, obviously it like they're gonna be evil that's what you can yeah. assume it like it tells you in the freaking synopsis synopsis yeah but the um when blake's thing like with the foreshadowing with the um like is this gonna be a sacrifice thing or where you think it was um foreshadowing as soon as they brought her there i thought like thing immediately popped in my mind I was like oh this is gonna be like they took her because they need to like kill her or something to like yeah, extract yeah. what they need or, yeah. but then um but then she asked the question and i thought that was really smart on the creators yeah side just be like we're not gonna do the cliche thing don't worry about mm-hmm. it yeah yeah candace gets captured again uh, like she gets like restrained on the treadmill thing because she's like hey i'm not gonna help you and then idiotically says but all humans breathe co2 mm-hmm. um which, like, I knew that's where they were going, but I was just like, Candace, stop being an idiot. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, all, the cowards and the gang um, come to rescue Candace using a song diversion. Um, and, again, I understand that it's, like, needed for the plot, but how stupid are these aliens? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think it would have worked better if they did it, like, in Gravity Falls, um when stan escapes the like police station and hides behind a car and a taxi drives off and the guards are like obviously follow that taxi (laughs) like that was funny but this wasn't for some reason and so i feel like maybe a line just like thrown in like that would be funny but um for me i actually didn't have that much of a problem with it um but like when she goes what you lied to you lied to us through song which conveys emotion and sincerity like i thought that part yeah, was funny that was funny and like i i didn't have that much of a problem with it because like like to me it did have some of the same vibes of that gravity falls thing yeah uh, thing i do think that gravity falls did i think it was funnier in gravity falls but i think yeah i didn't have as much of a problem with it yeah what did you guys think of the zooming out to dan and swampy with the storyboard I thought it was neat. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was funny. That's neat. <laughs> Shut it. But the joke's been done before. Yeah. I think other shows have executed it better. Yeah, and I don't know. I wish they would have stopped at, like, the point before zooming out to them, or they would have done the thing they did for um, the, like, caveman episode, where it's, like, yeah. almost yeah. Little, like stop motion of them. Mm-hmm. I would have liked that better, I think. 
Yeah. I kind of uh, like this. Once it oh. got to once it got to that part, I like laughed, but I was like I think I liked it better when you're back there. Like at the stage before, like you said. Yeah. But it it didn't make me upset, again. Yeah, it didn't make me upset. It was just like I I felt like it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. That's kind of um, how I feel about this movie. A lot of it could have been done yep, better. Yep. Um, wh- did you guys, like, at all think that he was, that Doof was going to use the chicken replacinator to get them back? Like, Oh, no. Okay. Because, like, when they got, when they crashed, I was like, okay, the chicken replacinator is getting them back. I thought it was going to get all of them back, not just Doof. Oh. Um, but, but, that was before he shot the dragon thing, and so I wasn't even thinking like there's a chicken already here. Like, yeah, I thought I thought that was like smart. Like I hadn't yeah. even think, thought about that until you see that they're still on the planet, and then you're able to kind of put together. Like, still, again, they have to. Like this was when I first kind of had my own realization of why are they explaining it was when they yeah. had to explain, Dad, remember. There's a chicken on this planet, and it's, oh, it, it was like, I feel like most people would have been able to put that together, but like, I, I like that they put the thought into like, oh yeah, you can't do that, but then yeah. they they get around it by saying, oh yeah, different mode on it, farthest yeah, chicken. Yeah, was kind of a comp out, but I was fine with it. I, I have a lot more to talk about that in the end, but keep on Okay. Going. Um, and then we get, um, Doof trying to kill the chicken with an axe. Yep, the axinator. Accidents happen. Wait a minute. A Accidents joke. can happen. Um, <laughs> and the that was another time where I, mutton on the back. That was another time where I was like, now that's funny. Yeah. Um, and then we go back to Phineas and Ferb, and they jump out of a plane from space. Um, like I didn't even think about that either. I didn't realize until the second watch how high up they were when they jumped. Yeah, it takes them a while to get down. And I'm like, you're jumping from at least double the height of like a halo jump. And then we get to the baseball game, which man, can I say, they threw every Easter egg they had into this one scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they had a lot of characters in there. And all the billboards. Oh, I didn't even see the billboards. Uh, and then, so, the aliens arrive and destroy the statue of Tri- Mr. Tri-State and Beaver Pete. Yeah, not Beaver Pete. Pete! And then everyone's like, hey, is that an alien spaceship? Yeah, I thought <laughs> that was a good joke, too. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb and the gang are already there, and... Um, super, super big doctor's like, how did you beat me here? And immediately it popped in my head, going, well, by all accounts, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, and then they all roll out with their robots, and I can guarantee that there is some very disturbing Isabella fan art based off that cat. I I just feel like that's something that's going to happen. Yeah, but, like, since we're st- we're starting, like, Act 3 right now, yeah. I just want to say I was very disappointed in Act Three. I, it, I would say it was, was pretty disappointing. It's just a like extended action scene, like yeah, like like I think it's because I was expecting it to be like as magnificent as Across the Second Dimension's third act. Yeah, 
and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. But even then, yeah. I think it went, when thinking of um, of third acts, that yeah. it was wasn't that good. And also, I am kind of happy that they didn't like. Even though I was like, oh, cool, like the the designs of like the tanks or the robots they were using were kind of cool. Yeah, but like they just I get think, destroyed. Yeah, they just get destroyed. But I think that was maybe for the better because it would have yeah. felt reminiscent of um of uh the third act of cross yeah. second dimension and i, I think that it's cool that. to have uh them all kind of have like a hands-on mm-hmm. and not really have to design anything because when you think about it they didn't really design anything in themselves to help fight them it was all something that they found and used which i guess That's you true. Could call inventing but like yeah. it wasn't stuff they built from scratch yeah i didn't thought of that that's interesting and then we get someone yelling my watermelon yep was so proud of that mm-hmm. um Amen, and then okay maybe controversial take probably not actually jeremy doesn't need to be in this movie no nope. neither is stacy i liked the larping joke kind yeah. of it was funny i, I guess funny but like neither stacy nor jeremy added enough to be like oh they should have been the movie the joke in itself isn't even great enough to have it involved i i really like i i like the joke but i really liked when um he's when he just keeps denying it and then he's just mm -hmm. like don't tell candace (laughs) yeah like i just felt like it was they threw both of them in there to say that they have the entire cast Mm -hmm. yeah because the picture on disney plus is it's all of them yeah. yeah when i went into the movie i expected both of them to have a bigger part but they yeah. obviously didn't well like yeah. they also throw in coltrane and jenny in the song oh yeah and it's like we haven't seen them in like since season two probably yeah and then mr toilet shower is very funny mm-hmm. oh um, yep you are getting attacked you seem to be doing a good job down there you won't believe who i'm with right now that's right the chosen one but oh my goodness candace like thinking skinning his face off with the treadmill (laughs) i was like dang that's honestly kind of harsh (laughs) and then okay the scene where phineas and ferb give the gift what the gift was really sweet but I felt like Candace's whole reaction to like I'm not worthy thing was maybe a little like too much. If that makes I sense, can, I can kind of agree with that. But I did really like the scene, and I thought it was really sweet yeah. and emotional. And, and I, I said this on my story, so I, we see I think knows this. I cried, like it, it was super weird because I was watching it and and it happened. And I was like, no, 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 and I just started crying. <laughs> Like, I got mad that I was crying about it. Um, like, it's a very sweet scene, and, like, I don't know. The, and I don't and, usually like, you cry get, during Phineas and Ferb, which is weird. Yeah, but, and you like, get, like, a really nice, like, as, at, atmospheric, like, yellowish color from the mm-hmm. thing, which, like, I felt really helped the emotional side of it. Yeah. Um, And then... And I just okay. like when Phineas and Ferb are sweet yeah Uh, and not totally oblivious um Uh and like are thinking of candace okay and i gotta say it when the all the citizens are going to like chasing are chasing them down and going get the kids taken straight out of the sweet life movie (laughs) (laughs) yep 
I, yep, that's true. Um, also, just like I, I'm reminded of the scene from uh, that one episode where Doofenshmirtz is making the show, like his own like a yeah. Doofenberry show, and I think this was in one of the video essays. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it it's like it's playing the the show, and then it cuts back to Doof like talking with the showrunner, and he's like, and the showrunner's like, wait, you just can't throw in a random monster because you couldn't think of a good ending. And that's kind of just what I was thinking about. Like, why did yeah. they need a huge, like, I, I mean, I kind of get why they needed a huge monster, but like, for me, I did feel like, okay, awesome. Like, why couldn't it have just been like, trying to like, fight the citizens and the aliens? Oh, we didn't even yeah. talk about Candace just spewing. Oh, stinking, killing everyone? T-shirts, Yeah. <laughs> Well, killing. They get around it by saying, like, oh, they're... No, they're okay, yeah. still alive. Okay. But, like, I Because I we're just... talking about it, why the heck is Tiffany Haddish the voice of Candace... Of the Candace explosions? I didn't even think about that. Is it? I didn't, is, yeah, I didn't it's Tiffany that. Haddish. Oh. Okay. It's, in the, it's in the credits, which is why I realized it. Huh. It's the voice of the, explo- of the Candace explosions is Tiffany Haddish. And I was like, what the heck? why i don't know like i don't have a problem with tiffany haddish per se but it's just like why no well i'm not a big fan of the explosion being candace and i'm i wasn't a big fan of that joke and that was just a weird joke yeah i thought can't i thought that candace was the word used to explain like an explosion happened i didn't even know until the last um until the last act that it was yeah. actually the sound of the explosion itself. Because, like, in, in the first time where the, oh my gosh, guy explodes, I thought mm-hmm. someone else said Candace in expression of, like, Oh, like, him Candace, exploding. everyone get back, yeah, kind of. kind thing. of like that. And I think that would have worked a lot better, and you could still kind of... I think it may have, yeah. ...had the same joke, but, like, having Candace be the actual noise, I feel like, got an- repetitive and kind yeah. of a little bit annoying, especially towards the end in us against the universe when they take the break and just replay a scene from that yeah that... i was listening to the song this morning and that part of it comes on and i was like just totally ruined the rhythm of the song yeah i, I know wait is it in the soundtrack version it's in the soundtrack version too oh <laughs> now i can't get the soundtrack <laughs> um okay but back to super super big doctor's realization that she too is like like Candace, it just needs to feel special. That was a little too on the nose for me. Mm-hmm. Like, why couldn't like, she just be bad? Why couldn't yeah, she that's be a reflection like, of what Candace would have been and would have mm-hmm. been bad? Yeah. And then just like the whole rest of the act, what just kind of the it's rest just of the a monster just, fight, like yeah. But also, it makes me so mad that the chicken replacementator is the thing you use to defeat the monster. Like, that seems, like, so simple and easy, and there was... Yeah. Like, it could have been more creative, but they had to use the chicken replacinator. Like, why did it have to be the chicken replacinator? That doesn't... Yeah, I like, get why that, couldn't too. have been something, like, more creative? I don't know what it would have been, but, like, the reason why I can't think of it, like... Like, you need to think about this stuff instead of just using the chicken replacinator, even though I know it's a running gag. I would yeah. say making a running gag the way to defeat the big bad at the yeah. end isn't the way to go. weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
the so us against the universe it comes after they defeat it um surprisingly good song mm-hmm. um and then i also just appreciated um during the song isabel uh, one of isabella's line is like thanks for all the animators and like oh i didn't even catch that one it's when isabella and the fireside girls are in the mall and like there's the t-rex like dancing mm. it's just like in that and i don't know like i i feel like animators don't get enough credit as like actual filmmakers and so i just thought it was a nice touch yeah and then we get the credits after um us against the universe ends and we get the silhouette song surprisingly good as well Mm -hmm. um vanessa isn't in the credits though but carl is yeah why did that involve carl carl had like one line like it was like they just took scenes and was like okay how many people can we put in this scene and then we'll credit them here but they couldn't come up with a scene for vanessa like why not have her be on the bike or something like have the silhouette of her on the bike yeah i know or on the dragon yeah um and then after the silhouettes song and credits we get um the dad going through the portal and catching on fire (laughs) i was not expecting that to be there but man was it funny (laughs) okay well you see i actually you didn't like it i wasn't a big fan like I, i i chuckled but like okay no, yeah I, okay i would agree with that that like i didn't like burst out laughing or anything but i definitely laughed i don't think it was totally necessary that's fair i felt like they were just like hey the dad hasn't been in this movie yeah i didn't think it was funny enough to be in the movie personally mm-hmm. yeah and like i feel like it could have been a lot funnier i guess yeah like, there was something that felt off about it, and i'm not sure what exactly it was okay that makes sense and that is the movie wait why did why did the machine turn to lint i i i thought it turned to ash more than lint that oh i thought it caught on fire i thought it turned to lint as well i assumed the innator was on the other side and it went off when he went because i thought it was lawrence throws the fire and it just like catches on fire real quick and gets turned to ash and then blows away yeah but i i thought it looked a lot like the lint it does. So it looked like the one, but it's I don't metal. Know. I don't think Phineas and Ferb is that audacious to tell me that metal <laughs> will burn and turn to ash. They, they said you could go it. twice the speed of light. <laughs> That's one of those things where it's like, well, you can't, but also like no one has tried. It's one of those things that kids are like, eh, they you jumped know, whatever. from outer space with it's no protective suits. Kids are never gonna do it. Kids have the ability to put a flame. <laughs> to metal and see like oh that doesn't work <laughs> because kids are throwing matches at pieces of metal and open no, but they have the ability to understand and observe that metal does not burn okay that's fair well since we're kind of done talking about the well the plot plot the plot let's get into some discussion questions so i want to hear we want to hear i want to what I was <laughs> What was your favorite and least favorite song? I have a special place in my heart for Chop 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 because it's from Milo Murphy's, which is another spinoff show. But um, so I like that we finally, first of all, get it on an album and Mm -hmm. like hear it again. 
Um, but I would have to say, like, probably, I don't know, I actually, like, didn't dislike any of the songs. I, I'm going to do um, the universe, uh, Us Against the Universe. I'm going to do that for my favorite song. Um, and then I'll do, I'll do the entry song where they're waiting by the door for my least favorite. Oh, okay. Um, for me, I want to say, I want to say Chop Chop as my favorite, but I feel like that doesn't count specifically since one, we only hear a part of the song. Yeah. Um, and two, uh, it's, sorry. Uh, two, it's originally from Milo Murphy's Law. So I'm yeah. not going to count that one, but I did really like, like, honestly, for me, the songs didn't resonate with me as much as some of, like, the other ones. Like, for me, not, I think Across the Second Dimension did better in songs for me, and, like, I think there are a lot of other episodes that have better songs than this one had, um, but the, I mean... I was I liked Us Against the Universe, but I didn't think it was amazing personally. Um, everyone seems to be saying that's their favorite. It's not personally mine. Um, I really liked Adultine, so I think I'm gonna have to go with that as my favorite. Okay. Uh, least fair. favorite. Least favorite will probably be. Yeah, probably the entry song or uh the battle song. Battle song wasn't great. Oh, uh, I'm gonna change mine to the battle song. I think I'll keep mine as the entry song. Uh, like I I like some of the battle song. Hayden, favorite is probably either the opening song, the Candace like song, or mm-hmm. Adulting is also very good. But I think I might actually go with the Perry song, just because that made me laugh the most. Okay. Um, Annalise's favorite, yeah, sure. Why not go with the door song? It's the least memorable. Okay. I would uh, I I believe it was Phineas I, I believe it was Phineas Flynn's law is that the YouTube channel Oh um I I can't exactly remember his name I think I'll that's what it is show notes Um I think he's he said that us against the universe is better than summer belongs to you Don't agree with that And I'm yeah like I would it I, it, I would say it's just like slightly worse because I, mm-hmm. I still like Us Against the Universe fairly well, but I'm not sure it quite beats Summer uh, Belongs to You. Okay, so really quickly, because uh, we're running low on time, uh, just really quickly, you don't really have to explain too much about it because we haven't actually officially talked about it on the podcast. But from what you remember about Across the Second Dimension, the first Phineas and Fur movie, which one do you like more? I, I guess I'll change it up and go ahead now. Okay. Um, I like Across Second Dimension more. I was feeling a little bit conflicted, um, but I think I like Across Second Dimension more. I think Across Second Dimension is my favorite piece of Phineas and Ferb now that I've watched them all recently. Um, Candace Against the Universe, I think, still ranks high, like somewhere in my favorite of anything. I would say maybe comes third, fourth, fifth, because at least it's like a movie and it does some good stuff. Um, but I still prefer some other stuff. How about you guys? Um, I would say that I prefer Second Dimension. Um, 
I just feel Second Dimension hits a lot things better, mm-hmm. where I felt like there were some parts of a Candace Against the Universe that I just didn't like. Yeah. I feel um, like Across the Second Dimension consistently hits good. Yeah. I feel like Across the Second Dimension, like, how, how do I explain it? Um, Like, it left a lasting impact. Like, after I watched it, I was still thinking about it. Candace Against the Universe, I remember finishing it and just going, all right, well, that was a movie I watched, and I just moved on with my day. Hayden, how about you? Uh, The second universe one, or dimension. Across the second dimension, you, you yeah. mashed them both together. <laughs> Across Candace the, against Candace the dimension. Against... <laughs> Candace against the second dimension. Candace um, across the second universe. Yes. Uh, that dimension. One, the dimension one. The dublo dimensional. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, with the success from our ranking uh, song list, and I actually just remembered now, um, do we want to add any songs to our Phineas and Ferb song ranking list? I'd put adulting. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I would also like to pitch... I don't think we should put any more than two songs, though. I just want to put that out there. Um, then... I will pitch Us Against the Universe for the second one. No. I, Wait, I hold on. Know. Can we do Chop Chop? It, no. It it's only the thing, shows like, like I, five seconds, though. Yeah, okay, that's what I was going to say. Like, Okay. And not even, though. Because, I mean, it's technically considered... Chop Chop is... technically considered a Phineas and Ferb song now. Um, um, like, do you second my Us Against the Universe since we can't do Chop Chop Chop? I, I really disagree. I feel like if there's any other song... I feel like it has to be us against the universe. I don't. But I don't I, think I'm don't personally going to put it very high. Have to put two songs on it. I, could, I don't think it should be on the favorites list. A lot it's... of people really like us against the universe, though. Well, a lot of people aren't the three of us. But I ranked it as my best song. Yeah, but you're one man. <laughs> not even. This will not yet. turn into another hemoglobin. Well, hey, here's the thing. Here's the you, thing. You are but a boy. Here's the thing. Like. Us Against the Universe is probably my second favorite song, and I actually didn't hate it that much. I actually pleasantly enjoyed it. And also, I don't think I can clearly say, even if I did hate it, that I hated it. Because honestly, I was doing an art project while watching it. And I kind of left for the last act um, when I watched it again. So I I don't even really remember the whole song as a whole, but I remember enjoying it from, like, hearing it. I think, like, the true test is it's been stuck in my head all day. You see, it hasn't been stuck in my head, but I still remember it. I think we just add it, and we get more into arguing where we'd like to put it. Okay. So do we need to open up that doc, then? Uh, I already have it open. We don't have to mess too much, but I guess whatever. Um, for me, I don't know. Um, so let's first start off with adulting. Where would we like to put adulting? So let me just recap for any that are not totally familiar or can't really remember. So we have 13 songs in our list so far. We got Ain't Got Rhythm at number one. We got Little Brothers, Ballad of Bad Beard, Gitchy Gitchy Goo, Busted, S.I.M.P. Squirrels My Pants, Snuck Your Way Right Into My Heart, My Chariot, Backyard Beach, One Good Scare, E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S, Hemoglobin Highway, and Hildufania. So where do we think we'd... Like I would put, put I, I honestly think both of them at mm-hmm. above my chariot, like just right next to each other. 
both of them above? I would put... Um... I would put, like, Adultine or Us Against the Universe, then the other one, then My Chariot. Because I would I'm... agree putting Adultine over My Chariot. I'm not sure about Us Against the Universe, but I think it's cl- I, I think it's not that far down. I'd put Adultine... Put it above Backyard put... Beach? I'd put Us Against the Universe near the bottom, because I really didn't care about it too much. Can, can we talk about adulting first? Can we, like, settle? Uh, we adulting above my chariot. That's, I think, Yeah, good I'm, place I'm for fine it. with that. I agree with okay. that. All right. Let me put that down. So, I'm not... Uh, I think Us Against the Universe should go above E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S, but I don't think it should go any lower. Any lower? Yeah, I would I would definitely say not lower. I would like, put it I'd below... Put, I might put it above one good scare. I, I I actually I will put it above one good scare, but um, what you I'd guys think is below E V I L B O I S. I think Evil Boys is better. But Blake and I would both put it above. So. So do we want okay. to meet in the middle somewhere in there? Like yeah, so below E V I L. Wait, this is a democracy. Blake and I said above. <laughs> and while we're at it, can we also move him Goblin Highway to the bottom? No, no, no. Here's what no. has to happen, we see. This okay? is a democracy. So, you're, we're going to put Hemoglobin Highway at the bottom. And no. then in the spot of 12, we put us against you. <laughs> Making um, everyone mad. Wait, so we see, just so we can be clear. This is a democracy, yeah? Well, well you know what? Boat. You so. know what? I actually kind of have to agree with Hayden now when I'm thinking about it. I think I'd actually listen to E-V-I-L-B-O-Y-S. Okay. Can... I suggest that we... Because I feel Us Against the Universe gets better the more times you listen to it. I disagree. Okay. You've only heard it once. <laughs> and... Your point being? So I think both of you should listen to it again before we make our final decision. Should we just listen to the full song now? Yes. Play it over Zoom. Yeah. Like, play it on speaker over so we can hear it. I used to feel alone. No. <laughs> no, you, you can't. I, I will admit the beginning is not good. <laughs> Dominic's calling me, dude. Hang up. We need Wait, to no, finish this stop. I'm talking. You are now live with Disney Plus The Boys. Hey, Dominic. Are you doing anything? Uh, yeah, Welcome I'm actually to Disney recording Plus a podcast. The Boys. You're on Disney Plus The Boys right now. Oh. Hey, what's up? We can, can hear you. Uh, no, I have my AirPods in, so they cannot hear you. Well, they they can hear you. You can't hear them. They just said, hey, Dom. Okay. We were actually listening to a song over zoom using my phone and you actually interrupted <laughs> yeah. oh no it's nice. it's all right i was literally just gonna ask something about the quiz just like some quick questions some quick questions on what uh the metamorphosis quiz but i can ask you them oh later. i i haven't even done that yet okay cool you can let me know when you do it then <laughs> or like when you're doing it so we can yeah okay okay did you finish reading Sorry, just no. one more quick. Okay. Okay, see ya. See ya. Okay, so... 
I wouldn't put I it would higher put at it all. only a little bit it higher, but bottom, not by still. much. Okay, so like, there's are still some thinking? bits of. Where, where are you thinking? I think it's better by EVILBOYS, but not a just, lot. So put like, it. Below I would say one just good scare. Put it above it. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah, but like, here's the thing, Hayden. We've all already kind of been it. We see a bit because he was and? planning on putting it pretty high anyway. You can be a jerk. <laughs> What I'm saying is... Okay, yeah. It's... What I'm saying is... We kind of found, like, a kind of... I mean, I would of. put... Actually, we probably got... 12 and 13 at 10 and 11. And... Put 3 at 30. <laughs> um, Number 3 is good! And then push, like... I would probably push... Um... Us against the universe up to like three or five ish okay, so area. Let's, so let's put it above. Let's put it above E V I L B O Y S, and then let's rate this real quick because we're running out of time. Yeah. Then as for rating, <laughs> um, oh no, I want to love this movie more than I do. So do I. You like put it put it really well into work um i'm going to 75 jeez that's high that's high yeah. i might actually be bumping that down though so i don't know yeah well you have to yeah, change it anyway so we'll see yeah. i guess i should have learned not to yeah hayden let's okay. hear your thoughts all right um six out of ten okay that's same solid as- same as uh, uh, New Mutants. Or no, what's that one called? <laughs> X-Men. X-Men. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, for me, yeah, I'm kind of in between, because I agree with both of your points. Like, it's It just less... wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Like, Yeah. And I even feel like when I first watched it, I was like, oh man, this this is really good. But you have to watch it again and kind of go like, like man, I it's wish... not that great freaking out when i saw your story and you're like you're gonna love this and i was like blake we're gonna be arguing in this episode (laughs) yeah and i mean i i would still say i like this movie but i won't yeah i'm not saying that i didn't like it i would say it was enjoyable to watch just i wish it was more enjoyable i guess yeah i love (laughs) it as a phineas and ferb movie but as a movie on its own i don't really enjoy it that much Okay, um, I guess that's fair, yeah. So we're running low. Gonna have to do this quick. Um, I'm just gonna say around 70. 70? Okay. Um, Actually, I may change that, too. I'm gonna bump it down to a 70 as well. Just so I can leave room for stuff above it. That Because I think there's gonna be a lot more stuff that I think is better than it. But that I might rate, like, a 73 or something. Yeah. So... Uh, you know what? I'm actually gonna put this at a, at like a 67. 67. Okay. Okay. So can we do them? Go through them. So I'm doing a 67. Hayden's doing a six out of ten, and Weezy's doing a what? Seven. Seventy. Seven. Seventy. Okay. Cool. All right. If you want to see how that matches up in relation with everything else that we've already talked about on the podcast, you can go check that out in our entire Disney Plus catalog ranking list that's in the show notes and we also have the ranking list for both the animated movies and disney plus originals slash exclusives but there's not a whole lot of stuff on there and with that that's the episode 
So if you want to reach out to us, recommend any movies or share your thoughts on what we've talked about, uh, you can reach out to us on Instagram at Disney Plus The Boys. You can reach out to our Twitter at Disney Plus Boys. If you leave a review, that really helps us to grow, um, gets more people to listen, and uh, sharing it is also, we'd really appreciate that as well and tell some people about it. If you want more Disney podcast content in your life, uh, go check out Mouse House Weekly. That's a podcast that I am a part of, and I do an episode of that every month. And with that, thank you for listening. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you very, very much for sticking Thank you around. very much, listeners. Yep. And with that, we're the boys being freaking sexy dudes. We'll see you next week. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>Yeah, do we do we want to all tag team it? We should all say it at the same time. Okay. All right. Because that won't be confusing to everyone listening. No, this will sound good. All right. So, all right. So, guys, let's all say it together. What's new on Disney Plus? Three, Cinderella, two, one, go. Cinderella, Cinderella from 2015. Earth, Earth to Net, Mulan from 2020. 2020. The, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Weird, Weird but true. Pixar, Pixar, new episode. Mummy new episode. Also a new episode. Also a new episode. D2, the Mighty Ducks. D3, the Mighty Ducks. Never been kissed. Strange magic. Trick or treat. One day at Disney. A new episode. And that's all, folks. I would like I would now like to go through a list of references that I found oh, to like no. the show. No. Um, so no. obviously the song at the beginning, Candace recaps the summer. That's an obvious one. Um, the flashback to the Mount Rushmore episode, space adventure, um, the farm owners and his wife, um, that whole thing. Um, Phineas, Ferb. Okay, dip, 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 yeah, that's a yeah. good point, Blake. That's um, a very good I'm point. I'm joking. Keep on, the, keep on going. Keep on going. The at the baseball game, everyone in the crowd. Well, not everyone in the crowd, but pretty much everyone in the crowd is like characters we've seen before. Um, and then on the billboards, we have Ducky Momo, Love Handle, Lake Nose, Super Duper Mega Superstore, Victory Gum, Tiny Cowboy, Totally Tools. Super Good Stuff Mart, Bolarama, Aqua Primates, Googleplex Mall, Pharaoh Theater, The Lumberzacks, Charitable, Charitable Charities, The Mummy with Two Tombs, Mindshare Vacations, Skiddly Whiffers, Slushy Dog, Pet Place, My Little Puppies, Tony's Sandwich Shop, Bark Per and squeak pet shop do they have the is tony's sandwich shop the place where it's like it's good but not too good eh no they that's... did not have that that's paul bunyan's yeah that's paul bunyan's like tony's sandwich shop is the one from um caveman hemoglobin highway where it's um mm -hmm. yeah his uncle jeremy's uncle's shop 